Welcome to the latest episode of The Ridge and our spotlight show, Tiller Talk, a podcast talking Ridgeview Wolfpack football with head football coach Todd Tiller. You can listen to our podcast on Facebook at the Ridge homepage, facebook.com forward slash tracking the pack. Our host service, Anchor FM, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and share. I'm your host, Rod Mullins, and before we dive into another week of Wolfpack football, The Ridge, and this podcast, Tiller Talk, it's a great way of supporting Ridgeview Wolfpack athletics while at the same time getting your message out to an audience locally, regionally, and even worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, let us know. We can be reached by Instant Messenger on our Facebook page, or you can reach us at trackingthepack at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And now, on to this week's episode of Tiller Talk on the Ridge. And welcome back to another podcast here on the Ridge and Tiller Talk, as we have a chance now to sit down and talk with Coach Todd Tiller of the Ridgeview Wolfpack, and joining us again this week is assistant coach Bubba Edwards, and we're going to be sitting down and talking a little bit about last week's game, and that being the Gate City Blue Devils as Ridgeview traveled over to Legion Field. Uh, I guess you could call it legendary and historic Legion Field over there to take on the Blue Devils, and uh, Gate City has not had a good season so far. They have been winless, and Ended up, uh, they put another goose egg up on the uh, standing, so to speak, but not without giving the Wolfpack a little bit of a fight there throughout the game. Would that be correct uh, in saying, Coach? Uh, yeah, definitely. They they did put up a fight. Uh, I think that first drive they had, uh, even though they didn't get points, I think it was like a 13-play drive. They were definitely tough physical beginning of the game. So I think you could define this as being they were young. You you said this before, and I think, Bubba, we kind of talked about it a little bit. You know, young team here uh, with Gate City, and I guess trying to find at least a little bit of a dimension and find their, their personality, so to speak. Yeah, I felt like, um, you know, that, number one, they're better than what their record shows. They have mm-hmm. some very, very talented kids. Um, I know defensively, uh, buddy, they gave us a lot of fits uh, with their safety play. Uh, number 10 uh, played safety and quarterback. And, man, that that kid can ball. Uh, he really, uh, really impressed me with uh, what he did. Um, I feel like uh, – for our defense, I feel like their offense hasn't decided on a identity, if you would. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed like every week we've watched them, they've come out differently or a different wrinkle and so forth. But uh, I know, uh, you know, calling plays against them, uh, number 10 gave us a lot of fits. Uh, I was really glad to see our kids come out after a 20-day layover and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really, really play well. I mean, uh, you know, we moved the ball. We uh, put up some points. Um we, uh, we hurt ourselves a lot with some miscommunication. Uh, we've got to get better on that. But I, but I also believe that, again, that was a 20-day layoff. It felt it, we made mistakes communication-wise that we made the first, uh, first game. And, uh, you know, I think I was just a little rust on the, uh, on the car there, you know. Well, and, you know, I don't really know if the 20 days maybe had some kind of an effect on the injury that Nick Phillips took uh, early on in there in the game and everything. But, you know, I, I know it's probably one of those things that was going to happen one way or the other. But this kid goes, dislocates his shoulder, then is tended to over on the sidelines, and then he is back in action, what, just a couple of plays later, he's back in or, yeah. matter of fact, the next play later, 
And then he's, it's like nothing ever happened to the kid. And I mean, he just dug in for the rest of the way. And then on Sunday, I see him, he's got a little bit of a shoulder arm brace on and some pictures that I saw uh, online. So, I mean, the kid really just impressed me with his play of going out there. Really gutsy play by Nick Phillips. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I think I said, you know, he showed a lot of grit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to do that and then come back out and really it never affected him after that play, you know, at mm-hmm. any point in the game, did it, Coach? No, and and you got to give your hat off to Nick. He's, uh, he's put in the work during the, the offseason. Uh, mm-hmm. He he really got after it, uh, you know, on learning the offense and, and learning what we wanted to do. And then to be able to overcome an injury like that and still throw, you know, I think he threw three more touchdowns after that, or was it four more after that? No, it was four. Mm-hmm. After, he, he threw four after that, yeah, yeah and then th- ran for one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, showed a lot of grit. And I tell you right now, uh, he is playing a lot better than, uh, than we could have ever asked. Uh, you know, he's mm-hmm. got uh, – Every other throw, Tiller, we were talking about it today, every other throw right now, statistically speaking, is a touchdown. Uh, we've only thrown one interception, no fumbles. Um, yeah, you can't beat what we've, uh, what we've been able to do or what he's been able to do in this system yeah, that we've, we've brought in. Gotten, so, exactly. Well, you know, I like that, and I like that scrambling ability that he's been able to develop a little bit more. I mean, when he sees things starting to collapse, or at least what I saw on Saturday – when things started to collapse and maybe come apart there on the offensive line, he starts finding the opportunity. He just doesn't stand back there in the pocket. He just looks for an opportunity. In one play, uh, that one play when he ran down the, the uh, far sidelines and, you know, came up that first down, but I think that's when he got his shoulder hurt. I mean, that's when the, it ended up. It was, a, it was a rough go for him there, but still some good thinking on his part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh, no, he's done a great job of keeping his eyes downfield, uh, you know, uh, making moves with his feet. And and the way that system is set up, we rely on him to be able to do that. Uh, We Mm -hmm. want good athletes there. We, we, the way that's set up, we can't have a non-mobile quarterback. We got to have a guy that can move and can, can get around and, and Nick thrives in that. So like I said, we couldn't ask for a better guy in that situation. I thought, I thought he did a great job keeping his eyes up field when that happened. And, you know, he's stepping up into the pocket and he's bought in on that. Now I know, I know beforehand last year and a little bit earlier, he liked to try to run outside and around the pocket. Now he's stepping up and, He's seeing that good things happen when he does that. Well, the trigger, he's got the trigger. Definitely he can pull off things when he does something like that. He's able to make some big plays when it comes down to it. So, uh, no doubt about it on Saturday. He was, you know, he was one of the the stars of that game, the way he stood in there. And then, like I said, being injured, coming back in and playing. But then, you know, you got to give some credit to your receivers too. And, you know, and – Trenton didn't have a bad game either. Came in with uh, over, what was it, 115 yards, I think, in rushing, I think is what he had on the afternoon. Yeah, he, so, all in all, not bad. Not a bad afternoon for you guys. No, he uh, Trenton also had the receiving touchdown there. As well. Right. So, yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was a great afternoon. i tell you what, you know, we did show a little rust early. But as the game went on, uh, you know, I was, I was very pleased with how everybody played and, and performed overall. Well, you know, uh, speaking on Trent Mackins, he uh, he was a guy that, uh, you know, was the focal point of the mm-hmm. offense at Ridgeview for three years. 
now it's come to a senior year and, and coach Tiller and I spoke to him before the year, you know, Hey, I, I don't want to give you 35 carries, but I want to be able to use you in the passing game, you know, mm-hmm. cut your runs down and uh, we can have better output because, you know, teams are trying to stop him and right. we want to, we want to be able to loosen things up to make life a little easier for Trenton. You know, last year he ran, you know, he would run for 200 yards to get seven and eight box, seven and eight men in the box. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I want to try to, my goal this year was to try to loosen it up for him uh, and, you know, make, make some plays in the air because people are giving it to us. And uh, uh, our receivers do an excellent job. You can't find a better receiver in Southwest Virginia right now than Brandon Beavers and uh, Coda Counts. I mean, those two guys are playing phenomenal. And then you throw uh, Colt in there, uh, Colt Fletcher, as a H-back slash wide receiver buddy we're we're pretty good there i mean that's uh i know uh, I, I coached for years at 6a and i don't think i had a receiving core this good um mm-hmm. i mean these kids are uh, they're pretty darn good and they they're smart they know how to find the open area and then they go get the football so uh mm-hmm. i would have uh, probably won a lot of money if i would have took bets on would nick have more throwing touchdowns by game three than trenton has rushing you know, wow. or that Trenton or Trenton would have just as many receiving touchdowns as he does rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and you know, we're winning and, and winning uh, handily and we feel pretty good about where we're at offensively. Uh, there's a lot of things we can do to get better, which is the, uh, that's the great thing for me, you know? Well, one thing I've got to say, and I got to give a shout out to fellow reporter, Jeff Birchfield with Johnson city press, Kingsport times news. He caught an excellent picture on Saturday afternoon of Trenton, and I forget which one, which of the other safeties back there it was, Beaver. breaking up that yeah, pass. Yeah, Brandon Beavers, that was uh, Brandon. Brandon. And, uh, Brandon oh. Yeah, that was a great picture. I loved that picture. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I- that, that photo spoke it all right there, and it also kind of gave you an, an idea, too, of why in one, some cases, and we're not trying to talk about Trenton all of this show, but that's one reason why Toledo probably – looked at him as the possibility of more defensive, you know, back here in you the know, back. And, and to speak on Trenton a little bit, you know, the the offensive game, you know, like last year he rushed for all these yards. This year it's not been – but on the defensive side, you know, been arguably our best defensive player, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I just think that uh, – He's done a great job on defense and uh, uh, playing safety. He's he's an eraser back there. You know, he can take away the deep pass. He can come up and take away runs on the outside. And uh, I think he's done a great job on defense this year. Every, every day when we're uh, on scout team O, he makes a play that I'm just in awe of. Today we threw a uh, slant. The afternoon was a- you know, I was watching it on TV, and it wasn't it wasn't the greatest in the world being able to see it that way. But I tell you, it gave you a whole new dimension. Oh, and he's he. I, if he doesn't go to Toledo and they don't play him on defense, they're crazy. I've mm. told him that. You know, the only way they need to give you the ball is when you intercept it, because uh, he is a he is a defensive. Uh, 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 he's a man back there. That's all they are to it. To, like I said today, we ran a post on him. And he's five yards behind it, and he jumped up and knocked it down. I don't know how he did it. Oh yeah, uh, wow. it was uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. I thought, my God, like I told the uh, Ryan Oakland, uh, the uh, scout team quarterback, hey buddy, you won't see that too many times. Don't no, worry about no, it. No, not at all. <laughs> That's what 
Oh, well, Todd. Athlete, you know, to watch uh, and on both sides of the ball there. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Well, you know, we've we've talked a lot of positives here. You touched on some negatives. One thing that jumped out at me was a lot of penalty on, on Saturday. I won't say that they were a huge amount of penalties, but, you know, there at one point, I mean, it seemed like we got penalized a little bit more than what Gate City did, and I don't know, were they just were they just careless little mistakes here and there during the game that, that could have prevented you all from, you know, really accomplishing what you wanted to in, the, in a certain play? Yeah, there was a couple, especially, uh, I know the one there on Coda uh, coming in, and it was uh, – making a block and and you know a couple of years ago the they changed the rule to any type of blind side or peel back block is now mm-hmm. penalized you have to you know you have to have hands and you know cutter went down kind of had in into his shoulder and cracked back then it was obvious penalty uh you know. mm-hmm. and then obvious penalty that we could have prevented you know by just being playing smarter on there was a couple of those that definitely I was not um, happy with because it was our own fault. You know, we were not playing smart at that time. How about that? Yeah, and you guys – and you're attributing it to the rest here, a little bit of the rest of being that layover too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, it's part of it, part of it, but not – Part yeah, of it. Yeah, not those that you yeah. think about, like, the that penalty, not those – bonehead ones you know so well i tell you what i was uh to, t- to say the glasses uh full on this uh what i was happy about this game we had some third down penalties that we overcame and got first downs on where if you mm-hmm. go back and you look at the central game oh yeah we got penalties on third down and we didn't overcome yeah. um mm-hmm. you know even we had a uh, you know a third and long uh, situation and we were able to get a fourth and short and then we're in good shape uh, uh twice now, one of them was their penalty, but uh, I tell you, they. Uh, uh, this has been difficult for me here from switching from northern uh, region there. Uh, the officiating is uh, is not uh, consistent, let me say that. Uh, what, they'll, what they'll call one play ain't going to be, if you could do it again in a second, it ain't, uh, you know, hit or miss if it could get called. Not to be negative towards anyone out there, but, uh, you know. But we're not mentioning any names, though. I no, mean, we're no. <laughs> right now this whole thing. But I know where you're coming from with it. I mean, it's you know, you see one thing and then you let somebody get by with it on another play or a next play, but then you call it back again and so forth. It's there's got to be a consistency all the way around. Yeah, I'm okay with it if you just call it consistent. That's like balls and strikes, buddy. If you're going to call it consistent, we're all yeah. good. But you know. Uh, hey, uh, Hey, I learned that a long time ago when I was coaching baseball. You don't argue balls and strikes. I mean, they're, it, either, it either is or it isn't. That's all you can say about it. Right, and that's holding. It's either holding or it's not. They either called it or they didn't. So yeah. take it for what it is. You know, you know? yeah, it's uh, – or it is consistently bad sometimes. That, that might, be- <laughs> might be a good yeah. way to well, look at it. Yeah. Well, well, I guess that also explains, too, why the uh, Virginia High School League right now is running advertisements oh, yeah. on uh, radio stations in Charlottesville and other places saying, we need yeah. officials for these games because, I mean, they're desperate to get officials. And I hate to say that, but it's true. It's They're, it's, they're in a very, how can I say it, thankless position almost to a very certain to a certain degree. Oh, oh it's a job. I no, would I would never be a official. You know? Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't. It's a uh, definitely a thankless. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, and uh, and those guys, uh, you know, it, it's uh, to me they just I don't know. And it's six games, and you know they they've been off a year also. Yeah. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully this. Uh, I was telling Coach Tiller today, this is just a big spring ball for everybody. So let's right. hope in the fall every everybody can get on the same page and everybody's game steps up, you know. Well, another another plus, I guess I can talk about, and then we'll we'll close this out, this segment out, and we'll talk a little bit about the news that came across today, and we'll fill everybody in on that in a minute. But another plus that I thought was really good for the team, um, Gate City did convert, was able to get out of the hole several times, but man. The putting game was on was really on on cue on Saturday with some some deep punts. I mean, I I heard the announcers talking about it several times of saying you know Ridgeview's pinned yeah. them back, pinned Gate City back a couple of times. I was really impressed with that putting oh, yeah. game, and that was one thing that uh, you know after the first week, uh, you know, Coach Grant came in and wanted to make sure that you know this unit, the punting unit, we call it the pride unit, and Coach Grant came up with that because. Mm-hmm it means so much to be on that unit and the punting game can change the ball game for you, good or bad, you know, real quick. And that's why we take that on. And then uh, Nick, he, you know, got some beefies off there and it was really good. So. Yeah. And we, yeah. Special teams is vital. Special teams is vital. Go yeah, ahead, we've uh, coach Grant has made a point. We practiced it every day on the 20 days that we were off. Yeah, uh, our punt game that because practice. we really wanted to get good, and like you said, it paid off exponential for us. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was uh, big time, and uh, it made things as as a offensive coordinator. I don't mind punting if you get punts off like that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because because uh, mm-hmm. the next time we got the ball back on all those, we had better field position. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it really paid off for us. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, f- about five or probably about five or ten years ago, I said that one of the forgotten things in high school football was punting and field oh, yeah. goals. Yeah. I mean, nobody really wanted to fool with field goals. And then here in the last couple of years, of course, you've had Landon Nepp and yeah. Landon's gone to these camps and things like that. And I think that's been beneficial. You know, he's, you know, he's he's been exceptional when he's been, you know, putting up a point after attempt and everything. But the punting, I mean, it, you know, it, you go back with some of these, you know, Beamer ball. That's another one right there. Putting some pressure on with the punting unit and things like that on special yeah. teams. It makes a difference in a game. Yeah, and, you know, you know, one thing that people don't realize in football, as an offense, you, you have a right to punt. It's not a bad thing to punt the football. You know, you want to end right. a drive on a kick. Either I'm kicking a field goal or, or extra point field goal, or I'm kicking a punt to try to put you in a bad situation. And uh, like I said, we've uh, we've all agreed that was one of our uh, things. I was real happy as a as a coaching staff is you know we want to punt and we've got a good punter and uh, buddy we've uh, we've definitely emphasized it. And my hats yeah. off to Coach Grant because he has uh, worked hard, long and hard on getting that right, and it looked good. Uh, I'd like to have had that the first game. I know that. Yeah, because uh, we were. Yeah, no doubt it was. No doubt, it looked good Saturday. I was impressed. And, and with you touched it. on Landon Nepp there, uh, uh, Rod. There, the um, he's so valuable to us, and not just the extra point game, but you know, in the kickoffs and being able to do the different mm-hmm. types of kicks or or 
put them where we'd like for them to be. And then even the touchbacks, he's got a great leg for that. So Landon, Landon is a big asset also in the special teams for us, definitely. Yep, I would agree with that. He's he's had some kickoffs and he's uh he's pinned some return yeah. men back deep and you know they have they've been in trouble either to just go ahead, do I just stay where I'm at or try to bring this thing out. Of course if they're good and they're a good runner, they've got the ability to take it out. That's that's all the more makes it even better I, I think in the whole scheme of the game right there. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on now. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the news today. And then I want to talk about this uh, team first thing that, uh, Todd, that you've been talking about here for the last three weeks. I, I may be throwing a curve at you, but I think we can explain a little bit of it. But let's talk about the news today. And uh, it's a little late, but uh, at least we're going to probably have some more people in the stands by the time that we roll around and play Union as our last home game. But uh, Governor Northam kind of uh, released the gates to let, uh, well, a few more into the stand for the for the games coming up, uh, and that'll be after April the 1st. So how do you guys feel about that? I'm sure you're overjoyed. Yeah, bring more. You know, I wish it was uh, opening up even more and, uh, you know, you could get back to regular uh, football there and have concessions and have all, everybody that wants to come to the game be in the game, but, you know. Uh, I guess it's uh, double what we have now is what they're going to allow. So, mm-hmm. yep. So it's anything, anything at this point is better than nothing, I believe, and that's that's been the that's been the big difference. And I, you know, I, I heard people talking about it today, uh, saying that you know it's still it's not exactly fair to the indoor sports, but you know, hey, the indoor sports are pretty much done now. Volleyball is going to be over with here in a, in a couple of weeks. They'll be playing the regional or the uh, district. They play a couple yeah. more games than they play the uh, the district tournament. But uh, you guys are going to be the beneficiary and then also the spring sports coming yeah, out. I think the real winner will be the spring sports. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. they will be. You, you know, I hate that word that people and, – and I've argued with them that it's not fair to the indoor sports. You know, none of this has been fair. No. Let's just be ha- let's right. just be happy that it's all moving in the right direction and we're not going backwards. You know, that we're not mm-hmm. keeping people out and that looking like the fall is looking really good for sports. You know, I mean it's uh mm-hmm. Uh, I'm dying for a hot dog. I want a hot dog at a game so bad I can't stand it. Yeah. Like uh, I'll be ready for that to come back, you know? Yeah. Well, you're going to get to enjoy a hot dog, hopefully, but you won't be able to have a hot dog in a styrofoam container much longer either because they're going to do away with that before it's over with. So, <laughs> you know, they'll be going back to the aluminum and so forth. They'll have the aluminum pole and everything. But, you know, we we get one thing and they kind of take it away on the on the other side. But uh, yeah, I know a lot of people are happy about this whole thing coming up with uh, you know the governor uh, releasing that uh, that number today. I know I was happy uh, just to see just a little bit more there of what's going to be in the stands. But let's talk about something else here that uh, I I thought it was a great idea from the beginning with it, and uh, you know Justin Hamilton the team first award uh, given to a player uh, every week. We kind of had a delay there for about 20 days, but we've still yep. had three so far on the season. And uh, Todd, 
you guys kind of, um, I don't know, you kind of came up with this, and, and I have to also throw in there, too, that uh, the award is sponsored by uh, Greg Baker, Attorneys at Law, and they, they do a fantastic job with this sponsorship on the, on this award. Uh, and tell us a little bit about what this award consists of. I know it's got to do similar to the, uh, the Frank Beamer style of letting someone wear a jersey, but well, tell us more about you know, it. And, and truthfully, truthfully, the person that came up with the idea, Bubba Edwards, he was the guy that thought of this, and uh, he had uh, proposed it, you know, during the uh, interviews or uh, for the head coaching position, and uh, then he told me about it later, and I thought it was a great idea. So we, we kind of just put together. So, But really and truly, Bubba's the architect of it, so – you might want to ask him first, and then I can go from there. Well, what? what take a, a, a guy like Justin Hamilton, who when he went to Virginia Tech, every year he was there, was asked to do a new position, was asked to do something mm-hmm. that he didn't do the prior year, and he never complained. He never said no. Right. He never pouted. He never whined. His, his mom mm-hmm. didn't call down to Beamer and say, what are you doing to my son? What they, what they said was – if this helps the team, I'm ready to do it. And what what we wanted mm-hmm. to do was was to be able to give recognition to guys who don't, you know, don't get the glory that you see uh, behind the scenes. And a perfect example is week one. We gave it to uh, Peyton mm-hmm. Ratliff uh, the first week. And here was a guy who was running as a uh, Crabtree, uh, in scout team and he was taking a beating and not, he wasn't taking a beating. What he was doing was he was running at every play. We would try to get a sub in and, and guys like, Whoa, Whoa, I don't want that. And he never complained. And he ran hard he every time, mm-hmm. you know, it was, there was no stop. So yeah, that, that he was a definitely a, uh, a deserving winner of that for the very first award. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and we discussed it before was, you know, did we want to do it just special teams? Originally, that was the idea yeah. was to kind of to promote mm-hmm. special teams. But then we said, no, you know, let's make it a team first. It's about the yeah. team. Uh, you know, if an offensive lineman, defensive lineman gets it, it's an award that, you know, just just be a team player. Yeah. That's what we want. If, if you know, mm-hmm. if we moved you in a position, our thought process here is, number one, we'll get you on the field quicker. And if it won't get you on the field quicker, why move mm-hmm. you? And then two, does it help the team? Yeah. So, so when we make a move, we're not making it, you know, with the mindset of for you to ride the pond. We'd be making a move so that you can play. That's a perfect example is uh, Caden, who got it this week. We put him as fullback, some. Yeah. And uh, and you know, mm-hmm. hey, he never complained. Yes, I'll do it. I have no problem. Let's go. And uh, you can't beat that attitude. That's. Uh, you know, that team first attitude is what wins games. You know, we want, we want guys who, who, you know, you know, most people strive to be the MVP of the team. We feel like that if we've got 11 guys who are striving to be the team captain instead of the MVP, those are the guys mm-hmm. to win with. Exactly. That That's the attitude right. that this award represents. It kind of encompasses our whole philosophy on the culture we want and the culture we're trying to build with that, you know, so that, that kind of perfectly goes together and it's that team first mentality. That's what this we go do for the team is it how's this team. And this goes from the top to the bottom, you know, from coaches down to the players, 
and we'll do things on the coaching staff to make ourselves be the best, you know? It's not just putting the players in the best spots too, you know? Yeah, I mean – let me just tell you the 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 guys so far Walker Lester he was a he was named as a, a team first jersey wearer for the uh, for a game Peyton of course and then you mentioned Kate right there I think each one of these guys uh, you know especially the picture of Caden that was sent to me gosh he's grinning from ear to ear it's like he it's like he's won the lottery after he got holds that jersey up in that picture. that's my favorite part of the week now. Is when we go in and present it, yeah. it has turned in the kids, man. They, they're they're bracing, ready to see who gets it, and it's it's been awesome. Uh, I told Todd this week I wanted to give it to Caden because uh, he has bought into what we are asking. You know, he plays scout team D for us. He's given us the best look on scout team D line. Oh yeah, uh, for the last four weeks now that you know we couldn't, I couldn't ask for a, a better look, and it's made our D our offensive line better. It's made him better. It made uh, him better yeah, on we, defense too. Yeah, doing that, going good against good always, and uh, Caden, Caden, yeah. It was a special moment. I let uh, Coach Edwards uh, give the uh, jersey to him, and I, I tell you, it was uh, the whole locker room erupted. Yeah, it's it's been a good good thing. Wow, right? that's for that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it, you know, and to me too, and and I bring this up, and, and you know, I don't know what you guys have planned later on down the line too, but. Honestly, you know, I know that when, when the schools were consolidated and everything was brought together and, you know, you, you said goodbye to Irvington first and then you, you brought Hayside and Clintwood together and everything together to form Ridgeview, this still kind of, you know, this whole thing kind of brings back the historical perspective, too, as to what, you know, each one of these teams to one degree or another had that made that team oh, special. Yeah, definitely. You know, what stood yeah, out about it's, it? It's... It was a, a thing that, you know, we, we've talked about honoring kind of like Dixon County pride there in the history of, of football throughout and kind of with mm-hmm. that. We've got a couple of other things that we're going to do for our um, Player of the Year awards uh, to kind of be a little the same mm-hmm. way we're going to tie, tie it to uh, Dixon County past, you know, uh, Hey, I think you should go ahead and tell it. I, I really do. I think it's too cool not to tell. I really do. I mean, we haven't told the guys that, that we're going to do it for. But no, we not, haven't. I think we haven't. <laughs> yeah, I know, because it is what we've decided to do at the end really, really, I think, shows our appreciation as a coaching staff to Dixon County's past. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because we're products mm-hmm. of it, you know? I mean, we really are. And well, so's, mm-hmm. uh, so's the other guys on our staff. And uh you know, it's uh, it's yeah, it's a really cool thing. I can't wait till we're able to present it because it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, I think I think this whole idea of of the of the award or these awards that you guys are given is just I think it's tremendous because we've talked a little bit about the consolidation thing and and how it's affected these schools. And I had uh, when we got the ridge started. One of the one of the requests that I had was from a former Dickinson County football player who told me said one of the things I want to see you do when you get this thing going with the ridge and he said I don't expect it immediately but he said I expect it at least coming up maybe in the next year or two 
is to look back on the historical players and the events that has really defined what you know Dickinson County football is all about. Because I'm telling you, at one time, all we could talk about is Clintwood. You know, and I mean, I came from Clintwood and stuff, and I, I was raised there in the Greenway mentality. But you know, here you are, Todd. You know, yeah. you and Bubba Hayside and things. But you know, we some people don't even know they have forgotten about it. But you know, you know the the coach that had the most successful, uh, one of the most successful years in early oh, yeah, football was, uh, history. Kurt Newsom. That's right, Kurt Newsom. And then right after that, you know, he yeah. leaves and goes back home. But I mean. If he had stayed, I just wonder what that team could have been like in just a couple oh, of yeah, years. No doubt. You know, he, he mentions it. You know, he's right over there at Emory, and we've been around him. And he's, he talked about that uh, that time in uh, Dixon County fondly. <laughs> you know, and I'll never forget being on the sidelines one night. I won't mention who the coach was, but it was from a, it was a team that had – it wasn't Clintwood, but it was a team that had – clearly dominated and ran the score up on Hayside, ran the score up on Irvington at different times. And I, I told the coach, there's going to come a day that that's going to, that's going to come into, uh, mm-hmm. you're going to remember this. You're going to remember this when somebody goes and does this back to you. And I said, it's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a game. It's going to be so close. It's going to leave you with such a bad taste in your mouth that you guys are never going to forget it. And, you know, and it was probably about, I'd say it was probably about three or four years after that, Hayside pulled the biggest upset. Hayside pulled one of the biggest upsets, I, I think I remember. And if I'm not mistaken, Garden was another one. Garden pulled a big upset on this team oh, as well, I think, in the playoffs. Garden Garden beat Clintwood one year, and then I, Hayside I know beat this team. Now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a big game that night. That was a game that had got out of hand, and it was just like, you know, you're still inflicting – you know, I think pain and, you know, pain for pleasure in this game and stuff. And that's not what these boys are going to learn out of this. They're not going to learn this. They're going to learn to be more bitter than they are anything else instead of improving to be a better football player and a better football team. Yeah, and, and we've discussed this here. We never want to be remembered like that as a staff. You know, we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just take it easy when you can. And, or not the word's not take it easy, but you ain't going to see us throwing bombs and uh, – fourth quarter up by six touchdowns, you know. Uh, that's a fact. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason behind that, and it's called class. And, you know, I mean, you, we we don't want you guys to be uh, Greg Shiano's <laughs> either and go and, you know, when somebody lines up at the victory formation, you go yeah, full yeah. to take their head no. off you know, no. at the end of the ball game yeah, either. I, mean, we don't want you to do that. I'm, I was never a fan of that. Mm. That that just mm-hmm. doesn't cut it no. anymore, that, that sort of thing. But I, I tell you. Well, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the game coming up this week, and it's going to be Abington. And Abington is fresh off of a big win, and, you know, no other way to say it. It was a big win, 41-6 to over Union. Of course, we've still got to face Union last game of the season and all, but now you have to get ready for Abington. So, coaches, what do we expect? Talk on your end, then I'll go. Uh, Abingdon is uh, well coached. You know, uh, they do what they do. I mean, they're, they're going to come in. There's not a lot of bells and whistles. They're going to line up in the eye. They're going to try to play physical, uh, power football, run the ball. Uh, Lucas Kidd is outstanding running back. Um, 
they have a big line. They've got some good skill guys on the outside. Uh, you know, defensively, the very stout to nose uh, is a very, very talented kid, and uh, linebackers are active. Uh, you know, Abedin's, they're a good team. They're a very, very good team. Now, the 41-6, the Union, I mean, Union did come out in the second half and have two big turnovers, so that helped with that. They handled they handled Union pretty well, though. Well, d- defensively, they have one of the best defensive lines you're going to see in uh, yeah. high school football in this area. Their nose is the Lucas's, uh, the running back's little brother, and I don't like to use the word little on the kid. <laughs> he is uh, he is Lucas's little brother by age and age alone. Uh, he is active. He gets after it. The, both their D tackles are very active. Outside linebackers and their safeties are skills. I mean, they uh, they're going to if we throw a bad throw, they're going to make us pay for it, and we've got to make sure that we're on point. And uh, you know, our kids realize it's a big game, so that you could tell it at practice today. We were uh, we had our minds on a big game, and uh, it, felt, yep. it felt good that the kids realized it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those weeks where you don't have to put up uh, poster board material. You don't have to tell them; they uh, they know. You know they know what uh, what the deal is, yeah. so it's going to be exciting. Watching well, watching highlights of this game, seeing you know the the game from Saturday and some other games that Abington has played. You mentioned that uh, you mentioned that defense and that secondary. They've got some speed oh, yeah. in that secondary. From what I saw from you know just highlights, man, I can't believe how oh, yeah, how fast do. these guys they've got. Uh, they've got a couple of good athletes over there on on that. Uh, defensive secondary that they have and, and they're quick, they're fast, they're long you know uh, they play well it's, good. it's going to be real hard for our wide receivers to get behind them Yeah, uh, we're going to have to uh, really work and uh, you know be smart and uh, you know try to put our kids in position to make plays so yeah. should be fun, I'm, I'm, I'm excited I wish it was tomorrow Yeah. Uh, so basically our, basically our keys to the game for now Friday. the game when's Friday. it gonna be played? Friday or Saturday? How's it Friday? Yeah. So it'll be Friday over Saturday, at Abington yes. kickoff at seven. So it'll be no big change, uh, no change in this one like yeah. there was with the Gate City game, but Friday at seven over at Abington. But what are the keys to this one and pulling off the you, win against Abington? It'd be yeah, a big win if you guys were able to pull this and, off. And I think biggest key is the line of scrimmage. You know, we want to match their physicality and win at the line of scrimmage. And I think with that, good things will happen. But, you know, uh, he's, you know, got to tackle Lucas, gang tackle. Us yeah. warm to him. He's not going to go down with an arm tackle. He's not going to go down with one kid just coming in there. You've got to swarm to him and gang tackle him and, you know, kind of bring it to him as well, you know. So... Yeah, offensively, we uh, our goal here is not to turn the ball over. The 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 more touches Lucas has, the bigger trouble we're going to have. Yeah, uh, and and we need to make sure that, right. like Coach said, controlling the line of scrimmage on offense is going to be big uh, because they're going to uh, blitz us. Uh, teams haven't blitzed that much with our no huddle, and uh, I don't think that's going to phase them. I think they'll still blitz us out of our no huddle set. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, we're 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 going to see how our line holds up on that, and uh, and then two is we've got to play under control. You know, we uh, if we can play within our system, we, we should see good things. You know, uh, 
But uh, like I said, uh, definitely we can't turn the ball over. No. Uh, that's going to be key. You, you mentioned you mentioned that no huddle. That was one yeah. thing I noticed in the Gate City game on Saturday. That no huddle and it, it keeps that team. And you know you don't hardly see, you don't see a lot of high school teams no. do a lot of no huddle. You know, at different times. I mean, mostly these guys have to go back. They have to confer and talk a little bit about the play. Look at that armband and so forth. But you guys, I mean, just right after the right after the yeah. down, it was back. Let's get back up to the line. And we've already got our game set and what we're going to go with. And I think it kind of kept Gate City on well, pins and needles a little bit early on in the game. You know, uh, second half, you could tell. It felt like the first game that there no huddle. Uh, tempo actually, you know, came into play with uh, fatigue on the other team early on. So, and then the, the the second ball game, you know, Lee was just a mud mess, yeah. and I never felt comfortable with it. But I tell you, on uh, Saturday, our no huddle finally paid off for us, and it gave us what it does for you defensively or offensively. It makes the defense be more vanilla because you, if we can go fast. You, mm-hmm. you know, you can't blitz us and stuff normally like you'd want to. <laughs> what you can, yeah, yeah. And uh, But uh, it's something that I've learned mm-hmm. from Tony Lilly up in Northern Virginia, and, and, I'm, a, and I'm a firm believer in it. Now, one of the mm-hmm. issues we've had is you take, like, uh, Brandon Beavers, who we try to put on the, the short side of the field to get more one-on-ones. He runs a lot across the field, and yeah. uh, he's got to be in really good shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, like I said, I think uh, – by the by, the third quarter, mid third quarter, Gate City was wore out. They were done, yeah. and uh, we we won that. We we try to tell our kids when we condition that we never want to lose a game in the fourth quarter. We don't want to be outscored in the fourth, and um, you know that's that's a Bill Ramsey. Right. You know, try to win the fourth, and uh, so far we felt mm-hmm. pretty good with it. You know, uh, and we're going to continue to do it. That's our uh, that's going to be our trademark here for for a while is no oh. huddle and try to go. Well, guys, it's been great having both of you back. We've had a chance to talk a little bit about the, uh, the gate city game and get your, your insights and your thoughts about that game. And then of course, telling the people about, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the news, of course, everybody will probably mm-hmm. already know that by the time we, uh, get ready to uh, put this out on the, on the podcast. But, the big thing talking about this team first award and then previewing Abington. So oh, yeah. we got a lot of things in tonight and stuff. And hey, docked me to death too. Got to I got to say this too for people that are listening also for the podcast. Oh, we just got added by Apple Podcasts. Hey, congratulations! I'm tickled with that. I'm in. I know. I, I had a friend of mine tell me said, "Well, you know, with with who you signed up on and stuff, you know, you'll get there eventually." But I didn't expect it this quick, and so. We're on Apple Podcasts, and right now we've got a good listing base that's just started out. Uh, I think we ought to add a, maybe another segment in for uh, maybe next week's game. We could tell somebody, hey, you got yeah. a question you'd like to ask yeah. Coach Tiller or Coach Edwards, you can email it in to us at trackingthepack at gmail.com, or you can leave us a message on the Ridge Facebook page, and we'll get it. We'll We'll take care of it from there and ask the question, and we'll go from there with it. But, Coach, Coach, thanks for being with us tonight. It's been fun. We've enjoyed it. it. Thanks, Rod. I appreciate it, buddy. You have a good day, okay? This has been The Ridge and our spotlight show, Tiller Talk, a podcast talking Wolfpack football. Our thanks to head football coach Todd Tiller for his time and helping us get the word out on Dickinson County's home team, the Ridgeview Wolfpack. 
If you have feedback on our episode, email us at trackingthepack at gmail.com. Join us next time for more football talk from the heart of football country in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Southwest Virginia, home to legendary football teams, coaches, players, and state champions of years past, and proving that to win a state championship in the state of Virginia, the road to a state title must go through Southwest Virginia. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure and subscribe to one of our great services listed like Anchor, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Spotify so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Rod Mullins. Join us next time for The Ridge and Tiller Talk. Thanks for listening.